Hello and welcome to another episode of the Happy Hour Podcast. This is going to be episode 7. Man, time We're already episode 7. Episode I feel like we just, just did the first episode. Right? Like, it, it goes by it goes by quick. And this is already, like, half a season if we were on, on like, television. Oh, man, that's so crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome to the happy hour. And in this episode, we're just going to go ahead and just, again, just do what we always do. Just talk about what we want to talk about. No real structure, no real timeline on what we're going to talk about. But mm-hmm, to start mm-hmm. things off, what are you drinking in the happy hour? Oh, today I am feeling real fancy. I've got myself a uh, a nice Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, we had uh, we had a nice like steak dinner last night. I went I went a little bit hard with the cooking, um, and uh, so we we got a bottle of uh, Paso Robles uh, Oblivion, which is it's a real nice like kind of fruity but still nice and dry like pairs really well with steak um so so yeah i'm just sipping on that and and enjoying the uh the early evening after work nice and was there like any special occasion where you went so hard at cooking or you're just like you know what i'm just gonna like bust out my old apron and just go ham in the kitchen <laughs> uh nothing too crazy i mean we uh we had my mom over, um, which was nice. That's always like a little bit of a um, like reason to go out or to go all out, I suppose. Um, but uh, but nothing too too crazy, you know. It was just nice to have her over, and it was a good excuse, I guess, to uh, to to kind of go a little nuts. Just kind of like you just I can just picture you just like biting at the like just like trying to restrain yourself like oh i want to cook i want to cook this so bad oh cool (laughs) mom's coming over i have an excuse i am going in (laughs) i'm gonna go excellent (laughs) i have the stuff for this let's go crazy right (laughs) that's that's so yeah nothing beats yeah with some some really good cab to go with it and i've actually ah, just, like dude. recently dived into the world of wine so like cab is my favorite right now and it's like mm, i love the can't dryness. go wrong i just love that dryness and i just love how it pairs with that red meat mm, money but oh 100 <laughs> percent. but before i start getting hungry <laughs> <laughs> i am actually drinking this is like a blood orange cider it, oh, it's from a local brewery in Albuquerque called Tractor Brewing Company, and oh, nice! I love their stuff. And I don't know how long this bad boy has been in my fridge, but I will say it is delicious right now. It is hitting a spot like it's like perfect because like I, I could definitely f- like taste the alcohol and I could definitely like okay like this this is good, but it's not like mm-hmm. as overbearing as beer or it's not like as just like okay i just gotta sip this like wine like it kind of like reminds me of like a like one of those like carbonated waters gotcha yeah that's usually what i enjoy about about ciders myself is like it's it's definitely like booze right but uh, (laughs) but it's it's not it's not usually like overpowering it's usually something that you can you know sip and and relax and and not like I don't know, like, 
it, I guess it's easy to get a little carried away with ciders, especially if like it's it's a like local brewery that will like kind of amp it up a little bit. But uh, right. But other than that, it's it's just really nice to to like sip on and have something that's not just like you know the bitterness of beer. Exactly, and it's um, and yeah, I've um, I went a couple rounds or two with um with Mike's or um or Reds, Reds Apple Ale, me and me and Reds. Oh yeah. Back. Whew, those were. Those, those <laughs> creep up on you. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, you got to be real careful with the cider just because of all the sugar. Exactly. Like you get like. You get like jittery. You're like, oh my god, like this. Let's go do shit. And then next thing you know, then then like you get up or you do you actually go f- do something, and then you just get way down by the alcohol. You're like, oh wait, uh, oh no, wait, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> <It's not> done. <laughs> right. It's like that. Like light bulb comes up in the background. Like at this time, he knew he fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh um. I do want to get this out there that um, rest in peace, Boston Red Sox. They're officially out of playoff contention. Uh. <laughs> they were in there for a long, for a little bit, but I come, I came to terms that there's always next year. <laughs> there is, there is always next year. And I know that another season will always come. I know that might be random <laughs> as hell, but like I just got a notification on my phone. It's like, oh, Boston Red Sox officially out of contention. It's like, oh, dope. You mean after losing nine out of ten games, we'll do that? Weird. What? <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, and um, so let's go ahead and get into what we've been doing lately since the last episode. I know we we're actually been on top of it. We've been back on track, going um. Uh, going back and forth with our recording schedule going being able to be consistent with it so that i know there's probably not going to be much of a much content (laughs) per se uh, (laughs) from last episode but what have you been doing lately well i mean you're uh you're definitely right like you know doing doing it every week doesn't lead to uh to a whole lot of uh catch-up time but but uh, but the week's been nice. It's been very low key, super chill, like uh, you know, just how I like it. Um, and uh, yeah, we've just been kind of enjoying settling back into the the rhythm and kind of just like things being normal. Um, just with you know, it's it's been a little bit of time, and so you know with. You know, me starting at my new job and my wife starting her like master's degree and a new semester. Like it's been, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. So, uh, so it's nice to feel like we're both, you know, getting to a point where we're like, okay, yeah, we know, we know the rhythm. We get, you know, how how our days are basically going to go, and we're just kind of both uh, finally back into the groove of things. So, so it's been really nice. And uh, yeah, other than. Other than I think uh, you know having my mom over for dinner last night, we haven't really done anything too too crazy. You know, a lot of our time's been spent uh, spent at home, just playing our games. You know, she's still uh, absolutely up to her eyeballs in in Baldur's Gate. I think she's actively trying to 
uh, kind of draw out Act Three as much as she can because it's it's just so good. So uh, like it's like it's like one of those books or like one of those movies that you just don't want to end. One of those adventures, just like ah oh, no, but let me let me just be in here for a little bit longer. <laughs> no. Yeah, just I I just want to keep playing with it. Like I love I love this. It's amazing. Don't let it stop. But uh, but yeah, so she's been she's been doing that, and you know, obviously, I had I had finished Baldur's Gate because I kind of have the opposite problem. Like uh, when I love something, I will just devour it. Like books, TV shows. Like if it gets to a certain point, if I enjoy it enough, I will absolutely demolish it. And uh, and especially with Baldur's Gate, like oh, dude, there is. There's so much that you can do, and there's so many variables that uh, I sometimes get a little easily overwhelmed with things. So I wanted to make sure that, like, I I didn't slow. I guess slow down to uh, to like let myself get overwhelmed because like usually it happens when it's like, all right, I'm hopping back on. What was I doing? There's a million things. There's there's. Right. So much for me to do. So much to catch up on every time I get back on. And uh, yeah, to avoid that, I just, I just kind of kept pushing. So, um, so yeah, I did that, and kind of, you know, as I had touched on with, uh, with the last episode, I am, I'm getting back into Cyberpunk, baby. It, uh, it got its new 2.0 update last uh, Friday. Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday. Um, the the update came out on Thursday, and then I think it was uh, Monday. I want to say Monday that the actual uh, uh, like the actual DLC dropped. So right. so I started a, a new save on that, and and basically just started over from scratch. And I have a new character, and I've just been. Haven't even engaged with the DLC yet because you know I've just been trying to level up my character and play with these perk trees and kind of just really mess around and figure out what I can do with this and it's it's a lot and it's awesome it's it's a lot of fun so yeah that's been that's been taking up most of my time honestly so you just basically went from one RPG to a different RPG. <laughs> Maybe I don't have a problem. You do. I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. You know, no judgment here. No judgment at all. I'm still, I'm still trying to get through that. I think honestly, besides Mass Effect trilogy that I played, I think that's like the first. This is like the first standalone RPG that I've like started and finished is or gonna finish is gonna be Baldur's Gate for me. Oh yeah, I mean. Those are those are two incredibly worthy games and series to uh, to invest your time in finishing. Right, and I and I was really like I I bought Cyberpunk when it came out, and I got really far in it. I think I was almost at the end game, but then mm-hmm. but then like I, I don't know, like part of me was just like 
dope. This is cool because it's like a FPS. And then now seeing what an RPG is, like, oh, that's why people are upset. Then I got, then I just joined the bad mic and be like, yeah, it's not as good as it was. <laughs> it's not as good <laughs> as it should be. But they made promises, <laughs> right? They didn't deliver. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to ask you, um, how how is the patch running? Like the like the Cyberpunk 2.0, and I know you haven't touched the DLC yet, but like, what are your thoughts on like the preview and everything that that you've seen for the DLC? So. And so as far like I'll, I'll address like the patch, um, the the update that has been awesome. Like there's there was definitely some optimization that happened with the game. They also unlocked, uh, I guess maybe not unlocked, but but they like I guess like allowed the integration or incorporated, I'm not sure how best to, to put, like, the introduction of new technology into a game. Um, but but they've kind of partnered with NVIDIA on their graphics cards to um, allow for certain, like, optimizations that utilize, like, AI to, uh, to essentially, like, upscale the game, but also improve frame rate. Where, like, I'm not... I don't know how it works, really. I, like, tried to look it up, and what I walked away with was, like, I think maybe it, like, downscales your resolution a little bit, but then it uses artificial intelligence to essentially, like, fill in the blanks so that, like, your your computer runs it better, but the AI then compensates, and it makes it still like look and feel really high resolution really high def so like right. i uh you know most of my games i play at like 1440p um and this one i uh i like you know i i like brought that back down to 1080 and then used that i think it's dlss um to to scale it up again and like honestly i i can't really tell the difference i'm still you know hovering around 100 frames per second which like personally i can't tell the difference between like i don't know like 144 and 100 and i can only barely tell the difference between like 60 and 100 right um so so like hovering somewhere around 100 works just fine for me and uh it just it looks great it plays really well and then like the rest of that update you know made sweeping changes to uh like the way that perks work the way that the like armor system works it used to be tied directly to your clothing um whereas now like it's part of your uh like cyberware which is like something that you can equip that doesn't affect the way that you look um so it's like really cool that you can pretty much style your character however you want um and uh like it it barely has any effect on gameplay like there's some uh like pieces of clothing that can give you bonuses um but like you're fully capable of of playing the game and kicking very much ass without utilizing those so like 
you know, if you if there's a piece that's like, ah, oh, man, that's a cool bonus, but I really don't want that to mess with my outfit, you can make that choice. That's totally fine. Like, other than that, your your perks are all tied to like the electronics that you're that you're running your character with, um, and that's and that's really cool. And they kind of implemented. Um, I think it's I, I'm not really sure what I would call the system, but like it's tied to cyber psychosis, which is like kind of introduced in the game. It's like definitely touched on, talked about a little bit, but if you've ever watched Edge Runners, you get a much more like in-depth look at what that means and what it translates to. So like um you know, essentially for those who don't know anything about it. It's it's what happens when you overload your your body with cybernetics and your like nervous system and your brain can't take it. For most people, it winds up basically like frying your brain and you get really aggressive and and irritable and and it, you know, you can be quite violent and uh and that's just one of those like the horrors of of overloading yourself on on these cybernetics. Um but in the game, it's used to kind of limit how much you can load yourself up with at one time. Because, man, with, with the perks that you have available from cybernetics, if they just gave you free reign, y- you would be crazy. It would be absolutely insane, the stuff that you would be able to get away with. Yeah. Right. Man. So. That sounds... That sounds like they really did a lot of work for that. Like, granted, they, I feel like, I feel like Cyberpunk right now is like on the same track that No Man's Sky was when, like, when it mm-hmm. got released. Like, they all like again, like all these promises that were that were promised and just like weren't delivered on, just because you know they rush everything now nowadays. But mm-hmm. I kind of feel like now this patch and the DLC that's coming out, and obviously you played it firsthand but they're really showing like the care and the attention that that game needs and i feel like cd project red really has like a, a end goal on what they want and they just want to co- go ahead and like po- keep on polishing cyberpunk to how it's supposed to be instead of like the cuz right now even with this patch it's, it's a stepping stone to to what it is ultimately going to be and i think there's going to be probably like a couple more that come out to just like fine-tune it and just like really get it to where the developers really want it so that's that's really really exciting to hear that they had like made those like quality of life changes and like some of those improvements to have the game run better and also like just like give so much more to this game that just like felt like it was just missing something on launch for me yeah yeah absolutely it uh you know definitely with with this patch and with the dlc um it's it's essentially been a re-release of the game. Um, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not kidding when they call that patch Cyberpunk 2.0. Like, it is, it is very much, like, the, the full rebuild to, to improve the game. Um, and and it's, it's gone a long way. To be, to be very transparent... This is the only DLC that they're getting. Phantom Liberty is like I, I think that's gonna be the only actual like expansion that they're gonna get. Um 
I have no doubt that there will be more patches. Um, right. You know, there will be like updates to to make sure that the game continues to run smoothly. Right. Um, but I think their intention was pretty much always to, you know, release the full game and then one major DLC, which like to to put into perspective the scale of this DLC. Um, this is the most expensive content, not like game, but like DLC, uh, that CD Projekt Red has ever released. And for, for the Witcher 3 players that played Blood and Wine, you understand what that means, because Blood and Wine essentially doubled the size of the game. Right, like, yeah, cause like blood and wine was massive. Right, and I feel like that's um, like CD Projekt Red always does really well with their DLCs. Like it's not just like a little little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there. It's like no, you're getting like a lot of content for for that DLC. And I know yeah. I played <laughs> I played The Witcher Three. Um, I started it a couple times, but it's just again it's just overwhelming with all the content in it and all the stuff that you could do in it and that's that's mm-hmm. just like if you're if you're not feeling overwhelmed by, by the amount of stuff that you're playing then i feel like it's just like okay just take a set take a deep breath and just do it bit by bit but that means there's more content for you to devour and then more easter eggs and hidden things that you could find and that's i think yeah. that's really cool that they're doing that with that they did that with cyberpunk so like yeah, I wouldn't expect any more DLCs because I know CD Projekt Red isn't really known for having multiple DLCs. But when they do it, they go in. Like, they go in hard. Yeah, I think that's, you know, and I I would honestly rather be known for releasing, like, a solid game and, like, one or two amazing DLCs than than for being known for like yeah they release a a shitload of tiny bits of content um which it seems like that's kind of their mo at this point um and you know ultimately it's really unfortunate because like you know i think we've 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 gone down this rabbit hole before it's uh it's a shame because like the developers of the game are amazing like that team, like, you know, is uh, I may be a bit biased because, you know, I was a huge fan of the Witcher series and, you know, I'm obviously very much enjoying Cyberpunk. Um, but I'm one of those guys where I'm like, yeah, the CD Project Red developer team can do no wrong. Like, they're doing great. Right. It's it's of course like the PR team, the team that like makes the promises to the public and then like sets resets pushes and like ultimately like dictates what the release date is going to be um and unfortunately they did that regardless of where the dev team was at because they were they were promising these you know huge things for the game and and declaring that the game would be out you know I think the 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 initial date that they provided was like two years before the game was going to be ready, and and then they had to delay it for like a full year, and and of course even then that still wasn't enough time, and uh, and so the the game ended up in hot water. But man, these developers have worked so hard 
to uh, to get the game to where it should be, and that's that's the point where I feel like it is now. Like you know, there's obviously some stuff that it got promised that you know ultimately won't be delivered on, um, which is like a huge bummer. But I get it. Like taking taking what the game is now and trying to introduce multiplayer would be crazy. Like that was that was something that oh my god it would be amazing. But I think that's something that we're gonna have to wait for like the next iteration of Cyberpunk to see. You know, um, I think that would be like more appealing just like doing that because like like. I know you haven't experienced it yet, but with how Larian introduced like the the multiplayer in Baldur's Gate, like it's mm-hmm. it's honestly like you know how you said like there's so much decisions and everything like that, and you like wanted to power through it because you were enjoying it so much, but then also you didn't want to come back and get overwhelmed by like everything that you need to do and everything that you like that you feel like you have to do basically. So like mm-hmm. it actually like having that multiplayer experience kind of like tastes that that off of your shoulders a bit and you could kind of divide and conquer so it's just like okay this is a big ass game but we're gonna tag team this and we're gonna just fucking blow through it like like i and having something like that for cyberpunk i think that would be fucking dope like just oh yeah or like just like me and you or like me and my wife or you and you and your wife if you guys want to do that just like go in tackle that and then you guys still have the cult, the solo player playthrough but like that would be so cool just to explore night city and just explore all that freaking cyberpunk universe as a tag team that would be so cool oh dude i and i absolutely agree like that's something that like you know much as i understand why as like a design feat that would be you know borderline impossible certainly so with like the timeline that that they've been given considering that like cd project red has essentially split into i want to say like four different studios um because they're they're working on like two concurrent projects in the Witcher universe and then another project in the Cyberpunk universe with like some of that team being dedicated to upkeep on 2077 and then like apparently there's another project in the works that has nothing to do with either so like they're they're like really scaling up what what they're like working on um which like on the one hand very exciting love cd project red games uh on the downside they're now like split and seeing like major changes like multiplayer in in this game and they're just you know i i just don't think they're gonna happen but oh my god can you imagine like (laughs) dude (laughs) that would be freaking epic just to do that like I'm just like I I'm just sitting here just thinking about that, but like damn, that'll be that'll be one way to get Haley to get my wife back in there and just like go crazy with it. And Dude, I don't Haley, think I would play anything else. Honestly, like it would be so much fun. It would be so much fun. Well, let's go ahead. Let's um, let's go ahead and start a petition. Let's go ahead and uh, yeah. 
<laughs> get signatures. <laughs> Have it be the first oh, back. <laughs> right. But I don't yeah. care how you do it. Just do it. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, that man, I'm just wrapping my head around that. Just like, damn, that would be so cool. Yeah. And by the way, anyone listening, all our listeners, if you hear a crazy little child in the background, it's my son just going back and forth playing with his dog. So just want to get the disclaimer out there. We usually record when he's asleep, but I kind of wanted to do it earlier because he's behaving. So, yeah, uh, just a PSA. Just wanted to get that out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and But, yeah, dude, that's – fuck. <laughs> I'm just like – I'm just like shook right now because that would be so cool. Yeah. And that's like – that's one of the things that, like, you know, like I said, I will – forever mourn the fact that like i don't think that's happening right um don't don't put that bad juju out there we just got to stay positive i know but you know ultimately i guess the the like the the be all end all of what i was trying to get at is like (laughs) i think that's okay you know like the the game compared to when it was released is in great shape like, I think, you know, I think a lot of the promises that were made were just not going to happen, which is, you know, terribly unfortunate. But I really do think it was a PR team that were given a little bit too much leeway with the statements that they were allowed to make. Right. And and they they wrote a whole lot of checks that the developers could not, like, back up. Um. So, so it's one of those like, you know, unfortunate, but I really do think that, you know, it's in a wonderful place. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in playing it, definitely do so. Like it's, it's in the best place that it's ever been so far. I think if, if your concern was about performance, they have addressed pretty much all of that. Um, you know, unfortunately, I, I really just think this is a game that shouldn't have been released on last gen consoles. I think that's another one of those promises that just wasn't going to happen. Um, and, and they like forced it to, which is what caused a lot of the outrage. Like people were very upset, rightfully so, that they essentially couldn't play the game on their consoles. When like, yeah, this, this game was not made for an Xbox One. It just wasn't. Like Xbox Ones and PS4s, they they don't have the processing power for this game. This is one of the most graphically intensive games to come out in the past like five years. Um, so like that's unfortunate. But if you have a next gen console, if you have a relatively up to date PC, PC you get a lot more leeway because you can adjust all those settings. Right. Um, right. You're you're gonna have a good time, mm-hmm. and I will go on record saying that. Yeah, I mean, PC Master Race, OP. Like, if you want the ultimate yeah. game experience, like, you just have to fork out the money to get a PC. Otherwise, like, yep. just, like, even, like, the even the next-gen consoles, like, the the new PlayStation, new Xbox, and stuff like that, they, they only could run so much, and it looks so good, but then, what, like, every, what, five years, you have to get an upgrade? Or every, like, three years, you have to get an upgrade? Yep. To play next-gen yeah. games, and it's just like, oh, 
Uh, my my graphics card is a little beat up. I could go ahead and just buy a new graphics card. I, I don't have to do that, but <laughs> but then I could play any yeah. game that I want for the next like five ten years. Well, that's that's the thing that I do enjoy about like you know having a PC, just the ability to decide when I want to upgrade. Just because you get you get so much control over your settings, exactly, like you can yeah. you can literally take a triple A game and like again it depends on what you're willing to to, to like sacrifice but like yeah. you can you can dial those settings down until it'll work on a toaster essentially <laughs> and uh and and you know you can just do that to the point where you're like you know what no i i need better graphics i need better visual fidelity and then you know, instead of buying an entirely new PC every time, right? Yeah, you just do. Just you just upgrade the parts that are bottlenecking you. Exactly. And you can, and you can like, totally do that piecemeal. And exactly. And then we're we're fortunate that we have like our friend Liam is just so awesome with like computer stuff. He's like, hey, oh. my stuff's broken. Can you take a look at it? Like diagnose. It's like you have to schedule an appointment with the computer doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he diagnoses everything. Like yeah, shout out to my man Leo. He he actually uh, built my wife's uh, new computer and dude, that that thing's flawless. Oh, dude, Liam is the greatest to ever play the game. I uh, I'm such a huge fan of his. He has helped address like so many issues with. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Like I I say so many issues, like it's been a ton. Um, but like he's he's helped answer a lot of questions is a better way to put it um, as far as like how best to set up and maintain your PC. He has helped, uh, you know, do those upgrades for, you know, my wife's PC and my PC. I got to a point where, you know, I, uh, I had a very convenient, uh, like part failure on my PC so like I was at a time where I had some spare money, um, and and my PC just so happened like one of my RAM cards corrupted, and it affected my motherboard, and uh, and so like it essentially made like the PC that I had unusable, um, just because like one once you lose RAM in your motherboard, you know you can have whatever graphics card you want, you can have whatever you know. Uh, you can have all what is it? Hard drive. You just can't. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can you can have all the best stuff, but if your motherboard goes out, you're just you're in a pickle. Um, so so he like worked together with me. We got a new motherboard, a new graphics card. We got new RAM cards. Like he he basically held my hand. Um, so sweet of him to uh, to do that. Um, and and just like helped me put together a new PC. I think the only thing that is like in my PC case, cause like I kept that. Um, but the only things that are new or that, that aren't new, um, are my hard drive, my fans. And I think my power supply, like everything else. He like helped me go through an update. Cause I had had that, this PC since like pre pandemic, it got me through my like little, my little streamer era. 
um, where like, oh boy, I abused this thing. That that the graphics card that I had in there was not made for playing AAA games and streaming it at the same time. I didn't oh, use a stream deck. I didn't split that load at all. <laughs> um, Dude, you're just so like just going at it raw. Oh, <laughs> it's it is as if I was intentionally trying to fry my computer. I am so floored. Like looking back now, I'm so floored that just, it it lasted so long. You're just um, trying to fry the mother motherboard. <laughs> no kidding. Because so um, like, welcome to my YouTube channel. Yeah. My name is Ben Duran, and we're gonna fry a motherboard. <laughs> right. You're gonna hear the sound of a wind turbine in the background. That's my PC. Let's go. <laughs> Make sure to smash like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, smash that like and subscribe button. Um, you're right. Destroy it. Like we're about to destroy this PC. Um, so it was, you know, that that poor thing got just absolutely beat up, um, and uh, and so he he really did help me, like essentially just build a new computer in the same case and uh and so like you know it's it's great so now i went from a pc that like i was it's actually really funny i was running cyberpunk when it came out on the old version of my pc um and uh and i was like running that on medium to low settings uh just really trying to baby it because i was of course streaming it at the same time Right. And uh, and it was like, ooh, just barely handling it. Um, like that being said, I didn't have nearly as many bugs as most. Um, right. Obviously, that that PC was still leagues better than like an Xbox One, right. just by virtue of processing power. Just Wait, literally. The Xbox One was, can't that compare. The, was that the refrigerator or the or the Wi-Fi router? I forget. Uh no that this is pre mini fridge. Oh okay, um, okay, the uh, the mini fridge gotcha. is the Series X and the router is the uh, PS5. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um I by the way it absolutely cracks me up that Microsoft released actual mini fridges shaped like <laughs> the uh, like the Series like X. X. Right. Uh, that kind of like kills me if PlayStation like kind of le like leaned into it as well be like why would you have a mini fridge when you could get a Wi-Fi router? <laughs> right. Okay. Partner with Linksys. Right. Make a router that looks like a PS5. No, no, no. no Why not? Partner with Xfinity. Like, have, like, Xfinity hey. partner with PlayStation. So then they could sell their PlayStation Xfinity 5G routers. Yeah, that would be such an incredible caustic mega corporation <laughs> right that'd be like the super team of capitalism right <laughs> capitalism folks at its finest <laughs> right people come over and be like yo is that a playstation 5 like nah that's my new 5g router you like it yeah <laughs> it costs me five cents every time you connect to it <laughs> it costs me five cents hey <laughs> Don't worry, they just tack it onto my bill. They're very it's cool about it. It's, it's fine. It's just a monthly thing. No worries. <laughs> but it, they have a thing is if you connect once, you don't have to. You don't get charged for the next connection, so you're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As if they'd be so cool. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no that uh, that poor that poor PC got absolutely thrashed. Um, 
and uh, yeah, it's it's all thanks to Liam that I was able to get the uh, the PC up to what I'm running now, which I've got a I've got a 3070 Ti in there, and that can run pretty much anything at at high to ultra graphics, and uh, and I feel like it was all to prepare for for Cyberpunk 2.0 and and Baldur's Gate because. Those are two of the most graphically demanding games, and it it handles them like a champ. I bet. I mean, like I I know my my little babies like getting getting like getting kind of up there in age, but like I keep on telling her it's it's okay, it's fine. We don't need to do it. <laughs> She'll make it. She's gonna power through. She's a champion. But but my wife's PC on the other hand, like. I mean, mm-hmm. she she had an Alienware, so like we we didn't really know much when we were like getting a a desktop computer, like a PC or anything like that, and we mm-hmm. didn't really have anyone like any connections that kind of knew what they were what they were doing, or if we did, like we didn't we didn't really have the budget to get one at the time. So like we, I mean, that little Alienware lasted about probably like five six years, and it was, nice. it, was it was like working. It was it was getting the job done. But um, but yeah, when we got Baldur's Gate when, when that came out, oh man, my wife was struggling running that. So then we just ended. Up, oh yeah, we just came to the consensus. But like, okay, you use we we kind of like like had the logistics of it. But like, look, you play your computer every day. This is going to be something you're going to use every day. So if, if we're going to mm-hmm. get you something to use every day, it just makes sense to get the get the best that we can within our budget rather than under being like getting something cheaper and then having it not last as long. So then we came to that decision. Yeah. And I just, I just hit up Liam. I was like, Hey man, build me a computer. <laughs> and he's like, and then this man, like within like, within like probably a minute, he's just like, he's just like, all right. Um, what's your budget (laughs) then as soon as i gave him the budget like probably like no cap like about 10 minutes later if uh, it was probably like five minutes later he sends me a whole list of everything like saying that is for my wife's pc build he even named Mm -hmm. everything like that and like within five minutes he built like he got all the parts for my wife's computer Oh yeah, I I have such respect for for how familiar he is with what he's doing. Um, he the the dude's just and then he like he drops everything too. Like I think we had a problem with the um because we got we got like the LGB cables for the so like for the aesthetics to make it look nice like mm-hmm. in, in the case to have um have her look at it and um the pair, the pair RGB cables like kind of came in later than the rest of the build but like su- sweetest man on earth comes up drives all the way to Edgewood to help us build the build the computer. And then as he's mm-hmm. building it, he's like he's like, Yeah, so um whenever whenever you're ready, Jovan, to um to upgrade your computer, I really hope that you call me and let me help help build it. I was like, dude, what do you mean? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna do list again done, my guy. and then like you don't even have to ask. <laughs> like like dude, your family, you don't even have to like invite yourself like that you're already invited <laughs> yeah permanently and uh but yeah and then like the next day that's when we got like the cables and then i i was putting it together and then 
right away just answers my call and like walks me through how to put those cables in turns out the cables were bad but then like since mm-hmm. i wasn't um since we weren't able to get it connected and everything the computer was still running fine then so this happened on a saturday and then on that following monday he comes back up to try to troubleshoot it and then he's just like you said he just goaded he's just the goat yep he's he he knows what he's doing and he's one of those guys where like you you know that he's like genuinely an expert because it's no big deal right like he's he's very very casual about all of this stuff despite the fact that like i don't know i it it took me so long to get to the point where i could like look at like a type of graphics card and be like ah yes i know what this means or like what that's capable of mm-hmm. and like that stuff is just so like uh, just second nature to him like yeah. he just he just knows he knows what he's doing and he can build it so that everything is compatible with each other and everything works and and it's just crispy it's really good and uh and yeah like agreed he's i mean a family like he is he's such a good friend such an amazing person yep. um this entire podcast is just dedicated to liam we're going to talk about him the entire time um, shout out to liam the goat <laughs> oh he uh, has one shirt he'll, he'll get the reference yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh but yeah no i wouldn't i wouldn't trust anybody else to uh to to handle my uh my pc at this point right Sorry, my son just figured out his dump truck. Nice. It dumps. Yeah, it do. <laughs> Damn, that that blood orange cider was good. Six point nine percent alcohol. Okay. Well, oh, not bad. Definitely not gonna get another one. No. Nah. No. Scared. You know, you know how I'm <laughs> scared, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I got I got a job, I got a family, I got a <laughs> I got a family, man. <laughs> you know, you know how much of a lightweight I am. Don't 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 play don't play that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So I would I would also like to say that um that low key or like high key right now, I honestly think like the periphery is like same par for me as falling in reverse. Oh, dude, I'm so glad that uh, that you like periphery as much as I was hoping. <laughs> like it's it's been pretty much my favorite metal band for a, a very long time, and uh, and I just. I love what they do. I love the way that they work. Um, the The band itself is such a riot. Just with like the way that they put out albums, it cracks me up so much that like I, I want to say it was Hail Stan actually got delayed because these guys were so enraptured with playing Pokemon Go when it when it like first dropped they were like there are stories of them like walking around denver when they're supposed to be like doing a show and and they like of course they like do the show and all that but then they like immediately leave the venue and and they're just like wandering around denver playing pokemon go catching the pokemans 
and and like that's how they spend their free time <laughs> that's so cool you know i i kind of like have this um like i could be totally off but like what what really attracts me to like the that genre just like in general is like you get those people like that like it's just like they're just like really like genuine just like chill people that are just making like really dope music but like their personality couldn't be like far different than like the music that they're making like having like some of like all their stuff like in their songs and stuff like that it's like you guys are most of the time you guys are really chill like no matter what band that i am because i kind of like did like a little like more research on other bands like oh yeah these guys are just like just like hanging out and chilling and just like live a really low-key life and then like in their songs they're just like screaming at the top of their lungs like oh my god i wouldn't have thought that <laughs> i think i honestly think that's my favorite part of like the whole metal genre mm -hmm. is like not just the bands but the people themselves like like metal people are the epitome of like oh i didn't know you were chill like that because like they're they are all just like really cool people like the the expectation of like say uh like a mosh pit right is like oh it's oh it's so violent like there are people throwing fists and pushing each other and like going so crazy out there um like someone's gonna get hurt and and like 99 percent of the time like nobody's gonna get hurt right like i've i've been in a number of mosh pits and like the the mosh pit will come to a screeching halt and if it doesn't the band will come to a screeching halt if someone like trips right so because like so it's not going to be anything uh, like a like travis scott ash like just keep on playing exactly like yeah i i, I just had to i just had to throw that out there because i'm like I, as as like touchy as it is and as gross an event that was i think that's a perfect comparison to make because that is something that like you know i i can't speak for like what metal used to look like or what it you know how it's changed or anything like that but like that is just something that you will not see at a metal show these days it will not happen um right like it's it's just it's not it's not an option it's not gonna happen right um and uh and i just i i love and respect the the ability for like metalheads both like people who listen to it and people who make it so much for their ability to do it in like a cathartic way right like and it because like, most of the songs like like most of the songs that i've heard like unless like it's like like the the death core or like the the prog core like those like mm -hmm. really heavy heavy ones like most of the most of the heavy metal that i listen to or like metal in general is just like oh damn like these songs are like really deep like more like deeper than you would expect them to be and low-key or I would I don't even want to say low key like high key like whenever I work out I actually like go strictly to metal because like it really gives me that like boost it's like fuck I don't want to do it I don't want to do another set and then like one of those songs will come on and be like all right 
let's get it let's go let's go and then i end up doing yep. that set faster than i than i did the previous one I'm like oh dope <laughs> but like oh I, yeah i just have like this very new appreciation for like this complete like and that's what it is it's just like just completely different from like everything else that i heard because like i knew of classic rock i knew of hard rock i knew of like like alternative rock and stuff like that but this is just like a whole monster to itself like so much like to unpack <laughs> and it's yeah. just like man like I'll, I'll find something i'll find something I'm like damn this sounds good and then i'll find something similar but like, you know what wasn't really vibing with that i'll go ahead and just go down this rabbit hole and then like kind of explore that later but there's just so many different options to like choose from and i kind of yeah like, i kind of made it like i think right now like i like that more punk style to it like that's like my go-to like the alternative like punk metal because mm -hmm. like you get you get majority of like really like mellow vocals but then you also do get like that that little bit of screaming coming in there with those like really heavy instrumentals that's like yeah that is like kind of my niche right now that's like my safe spice within the within the genre right now but mm -hmm. also like i because I, I don't i don't know if periphery like kind of falls in that because like they they go hard <laughs> in yeah. multiple songs but then they do have like those like like satellites for example like they, you get the hardness from it but you get the softness from it too and i think that's what i like that's what i really liked about satellites in general but i their periphery is like kind of like that that bridge for me like mending that bridge between like okay you could still be soft with a little bit of of, of heavy but then we could also go crazy heavy and that's what that's what i really like their range of periphery that kind of like kind of branches me out to like other different bands and other different like um subgenres within metal yeah and i think that's that's something that not a lot of people like coming into metal um expect really and it's something that like i think is becoming more prominent as time goes on um it definitely wasn't unheard of for for like metal bands to be able to and be comfortable with kind of like riding that line of like is this is this still metal like it does get heavy it's still kind of hardcore but it also has these like you know beautiful what can really only be described as like overtures like right. you know it's 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 crazy and it's one of those things that like yeah absolutely if if a band is good enough they can they can straddle those lines and and metal can be kind of an incredible bridge for for different genres um which is part of the reason why like uh the the like pop goes punk albums were such a huge deal because you know punk and metal bands would take these like you know incredibly popular pop songs and they like re and they redo it in their own style with like the metal like the like that one that i showed you the other day with um that's one of my wife's like favorite songs <laughs> is um diamonds when the like they did like, yeah. a heavy metal rendition of it and it was like like i didn't really appreciate it when i first heard it but re-listening to it now I, with having like this newfound appreciation for metal as a genre it's like damn this shit goes hard
Yeah. It's or, it's beautiful. There's actually one too. Um, do you know the band um, Division? Oh yeah. DVSN. Um, they they did a rendition of Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo, and that slaps. Like you gotta listen to that one. That one. No goes, shit. I'll have to really check that out. Really good. And Hell I think, yeah. I think a little part of me was always like listening to a little bit of metal and I didn't know it because like does does punk kind of like in the same like category or is that just like a genre by its, itself? That's a pretty difficult question to answer, to be perfectly honest. Um, that's one of those things where like punk can absolutely be metal and metal can be punk but that doesn't necessarily make them the same um but but like can it absolutely so yeah totally similar like they're 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 close but they're not quite the same yeah yeah they're they're definitely not mutually exclusive but they're far from the same thing gotcha i think is i think is a good way to put it with your with your previous statement how you said like um like some metal bands kind of like play with that fine line i think that's what that's what i really really love about falling in reverse because i feel like mm-hmm. none of their songs are identical and like you get like yeah you get them to get like really really hard stuff and then you get you get a song that's like probably 75 percent hard seven like 25 percent soft and then you get like a really soft song but then like like they just like have that healthy balance so i think that's why i mean you said they've been around forever so like there there has to be a reason like they've been been um, prominent for so long and relevant for so long because like dude like i <laughs> i barely like found them out like right when we bought the tickets for the Avenged sevenfold concert i was like oh i know who Avenged sevenfold is like i know a little bit of their songs like who the hell's mm-hmm. in reverse and who the hell's Kim Dracula? What the hell? <laughs> and then I listen. I will say Kim Dracula. Like I appreciate what they do. Not my cup of tea, but but falling in reverse. Like I was, I was just trying to memorize like just those songs that were on the set list that we're gonna like have them perform. And mm-hmm. I legit created a whole playlist. I sent it to you as well. And oh yeah. I like and in that specific playlist. I just listen to the following reverse songs, and then like once the like Avenged Sevenfold comes on, it's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong, Avenged Sevenfold is really good, but I'm just right now, it's just like, uh, falling in reverse is just like has this hold on me. It's like, damn, this is really really good. This is like that's like, that's like my go to right now. Falling in reverse. Oh yeah. Referee, they're just like just like that that sweet spot just mm. i just if i listen to one of those songs like my mood just immediately just like changes and i will say now i think i have i think i'm up to like 85 percent memorized of satellites right now i think it was, nice yeah i think i listen to that song once a day and it's just it's so, so solid good. dude it's so good oh and like the lyrics are deep too. Like I, I was like looking at the lyrics. Yeah. Like, Damn. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I really enjoy about Periphery, um, in particular, is like the band does not take themselves super seriously, mm. but that doesn't mean that their music can't get deep. 
Right. And that's, you know, again, one of those things that I really enjoy about metal is people assume because it's because it's loud and it sounds angry that there isn't much substance to it. Right. And uh, I can't tell you how many. Nah, man. Like, I can't tell you how many songs I've heard. Just like within, like even like in the that playlist that Bradley sent us, the the metalcore, mm-hmm. deathcore, and progcore, like in probably like eighty to ninety percent of those songs, like sorry, trigger warning for whoever listening, but they talk about like death and suicide, like they talk about self harm, they talk about like all kinds of like this like crazy mental stuff, and it's like you said, like mm-hmm. even though it just sounds so aggressive and so angry, it's just like no, like they're they're really talking about like their like what they're going through and like shit that they have to deal with on a daily basis and that's and that's what i really love just like in music in general like when you're actually like conveying a story or like putting all that emotion out there on the track or on an album it's just like that's what i go for in music and i think that's why metal as a genre just like really spoke to me because like I'm yeah. not, like I'm kind of like listening like filtering through like the like all like this heavy aggressive boom in your face instrumentals and like really focusing on the lyrics and even to go a step further how like intervals in the shape of color they have you feel all kinds of different shit without even <laughs> any lyrics it's like oh my god like I I never felt that way about any type of like instrumental music and she's like damn yeah. even though they're freaking rocking out like they're they're hitting this emotion that they want to hit and they know they're hitting it and it's just like god dang like holy cow like how are you guys doing that <laughs> and don't and, yeah like, no throw, not throwing any shade to like jazz or like classical because like they they're beautiful in their own right but damn i didn't even know like that metal was that what like Oh, I didn't know you were chill like that. Yeah, what's that? I'm trying to think of a word. What is it? Um, it's escaping me. Got this. You got escaping this. Me. So diverse, I would say. That's not. That's probably yeah. not the right word, but like, it's just. What is it? What what's that word? Whenever you could do like a lot of things really well like different stuff really well like versatile yes versatile that's the word Thank gotcha you. <laughs> yeah i got you bro <laughs> man i would have been stuck on that for a while but yeah i just didn't have <laughs> any idea that how versatile metal is just like touching on so many different emotions and just hitting different vibes i would say yeah well yeah i uh i i totally agree I, you know, like half listened to a lot of metal uh, for a long time. And then funny enough, like I should be completely upfront. I have such an attachment to Periphery specifically because they were one of the first bands that like got me back. Or not even like back into metal, but like got me actually into metal um, for for a long time. Um because I was, I was one of those guys that, like, you know, I went to a bunch of different music festivals. I went to Warp Tour several times growing up. And, and like, you know, I I literally went to one of the last Warp Tours. I went to their last, like, event here in, in Albuquerque. Um, 
and uh and and so like i i like partook i guess of of metal a lot but i never really like dove into it and uh and that was that was one of the things like periphery just absolutely sold me on it if you haven't listened to uh marigold yet it's from one of their older albums mm-hmm. um that's another fantastic one i could i'm not going to sit here and list off all of my favorite periphery songs because <laughs> that's going to take forever um we'll, we'll have but another, uh another podcast episode just yeah to periphery <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get there um but but yeah they like they brought me back or they brought me into the fold of like genuinely listening to metal and uh and yeah there's there's so much of it that is that is just poetry and the thing about poetry is that it's not necessarily you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna broaden that more it's art and the thing about art is that it's not necessarily supposed to be pretty and comfortable Mm -hmm. it's supposed to express something and it's supposed to make you feel something right um and i think that's one of the things that makes good music and good art and and that's that's one of the things that i find just so beautiful about metal because yeah they 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 talk about some heavy shit but they don't shy away from it and i i god i respect that right and that's like another another genre that i kind of like recently discovered that kind of like does the same thing like unapologetically just like tells freaking amazing stories and just like whatever they're feeling at that time is the blues like the blues get, oh, get baby. Like a lot of a lot of hate but like man do they is it so soulful like is it like they're like talking about all kinds of different things granted could be pretty raunchy don't get me wrong don't get me wrong but they they are like some some of those blues musicians are just like just crazy talented oh yeah well, and I think that's the thing is like there will of course be examples of like not you know the deepest or not the most you know beautiful in any genre like that's the thing is like I you know there are a few and man I I may get some flack for this um there are a few generally speaking older um country musicians that i think are amazing and are goaded for good reason like and there george are Strait, some garth brooks yeah george Strait, garth brooks we can i mean shit go go Murder. older dolly parton dolly oh, oh god dude yeah like the the real classics oh willie um <laughs> Dude, so like the again i love every type of music so i got i got roots and everything bro <laughs> absolutely and i think i think that's the thing and i think that for me is like a marker of when someone like actually has like good taste in music is when like it's not necessarily defined by what genre it is it's it's like what artists they listen to and how i don't know genuine those artists are right yeah because that's that's part of the thing that just like you know and and if anybody you know is listening to the podcast or or 
Jojo, if you've got recommendations for like more like more recent country artists that aren't like what what is it like stadium country mm-hmm. um that's like i don't know there's there seems to have been a formula that that was not discovered but like pretty pretty strictly adhered to where it's like mm-hmm. yep it's country music at some point we're going to touch on like america like some sort of patriotism um you know there's and and then we're gonna like definitely pull around to that like classic country like quote-unquote lifestyle where it's like beer blue jeans trucks tractors and like right i i don't think that that's what country was about no you know and i I agree like when you get like most of like the like now now i don't like there's only a select few country artists that i like would recommend just because like Mm -hmm. you said like it's all formulaic and now it's just all like you get these country artists that that are mostly pop country or rock country and it's just like why why do you have to do a subgenre like i get that i again i get you gotta make a career i get you gotta be popular and have some popular hits everyone does that but mm-hmm. when you start making it a consistent pattern that you're just making music just to get plays and streams, that's where that's where the formulaic outcome is coming out of. And that's where you get most of these cookie cutter country artists or like even cookie cutter pop artists is like what I like to call mm-hmm. them because they're all making like the same type of music. Yeah. And like that's, I don't know. Like that's just that's not necessarily what makes good music. Mm-hmm. Um, nor is that what makes good art in general. Like right. that there was. Are, I mean, there are a few shit. I think that I think that you would really enjoy though. Oh, absolutely! Send them over, dude. Like, I, you know, I again, like, I have nothing against country music. It's just a lot of what I've seen recently. Mm-hmm seems disingenuine and right. that's where it loses me right like because you, um, you don't really have you don't really have like that like how how opposite garth brooks was from george Strait, or how like how unique tim mcgraw used to be or like how toby keith has has his own style brad paisley has mm-hmm. his own style like you get all these greats and then now it's just like yeah they're really talented but they're not really you kind of don't see their whole personality you don't see their emotion going through what they're like relaying or trying to like pass on to you like it's just like well, right you know that they're there just to get a paycheck at the end of the day exactly like if if you're in music to make money fucking sure like you know everybody's got to make a living right and if you're you know good at what you're doing go for it but like i'm not going to be a fan exactly yep like that's that's not what draws me in and 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 like that's that's what i appreciate so much about like older i mean and and again like i don't i don't want to make it seem like i truly don't believe that there are current country artists (laughs) i just i don't know of them um right because like obviously that's not what's coming through to me right um and uh but like that's that's one of the things that i admire so much about uh, you know the country that I do like 
is much in the same way as the metal that I enjoy, much in the same way as the blues that I enjoy. Like, it's it's the ability to talk about, you know, what you're going through, talk about something difficult, talk about, you know, life in a way that is not necessarily like novel and unique because I don't I don't feel like everybody is you know has to have a different take on everything but right. in a way that is yours right and and like be be real right you know like that's what makes it art if you're if you're just churning out music cool I don't consider that to be like art you know right. yeah exactly. um, and that's what like to expand on that point like when a, when an artist has like like starts off in like the hip hop scene and then like later in their discography they end up like experimenting on different genres like for mm-hmm. example like one big one was kind of like Mac Miller like he would always experiment with what he would do and he would like really try to like re like to have one project be completely different from a, from another one or even or another example is Childish Gambino Donald Glover where he oh, yeah. were in hip hop and then his latest album, um, Awaken My Love, was more of a, a soulful R&B type of album where it was not really focused heavily on rap and hip-hop and just like experimenting and going in that unknown just because you want to explore that. And I really, and that's what I really enjoy about artists too, like seeing their progression on, okay, like this is their day one, what they sounded like, and then this is like their middle of their career. And they're like, are they still saying the same? Or are they trying to find something new? And then what yeah. are they doing now? Like, is it still the same because it works? Or are they actually like trying something new? And I guess the best example of that would be like really, like the only person that comes to mind that is completely non-genre bound, I would say is Post Malone for me. Because like he does rap, I, I he mean... does rap, he does, <laughs> he does pop, like, he does, like, he has, like, so many different genres just in, like, one album, and it's just, like, dude, that's, that's the definition of just, like, laying it all on the table and just making something that you felt in the moment and just, like, doing what it is that you want to do and basically, and look how many fans he has and look how many, like, how much support this man has because he's doing what's, true to himself and what he wants to put on that canvas yeah well and that's that's something that i see reflected in pretty much everything that he does Mm -hmm. like he's you know even outside of music in general he has never shied away from who he is and he's never like held up any sort of illusion about who he is that man has been like honest to god about being a crazy magic the gathering player right yep the entire time and and like that goes for everything that he does like that dude is just an unabashed nerd on top of being an incredibly talented artist right and he's like he's just one of the like one of the few artists that i would just like want to just like hang out with like just like oh my god dude let's just like let's just freaking chill and he'll be like all right cool what do you want to do be like fuck i didn't think i would make it this far but like shit let's whatever whatever <laughs> yeah but yeah exactly like he's just unapologetically himself and i wish more artists these days were were like that 
Absolutely agreed. I think that's something that, you know, is is just sorely needed. Yeah. You know. Oh man, that's I dude, you know me, I could go <laughs> I could go on about <laughs> all day. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. But I will I will go ahead and hit you up with some with some of those country artists because there are there are a few of them that that I would like have like put my little stamp of approval on. But mm-hmm. like again, most of like you you hit the nail right in the head with country itself is just not what it used to be. And people and I feel like the country genre is just getting getting like the popular songs are just are just artists that are just trying to get a bag. <laughs> there's not there's not really anyone that i've that i've seen recently that's actually like broke out and actually like talking about real stuff just like besides a dirt roads back roads my girl left me (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) never gonna get this back this is like "Mm, all right (laughs) yeah but i'll I'll definitely it's it's one of those things that just you know and I, i don't know i'm certain that it happens in so many genres i think country music just has you know a i've seen that happen in country more than others and that's just completely subjective um but uh yeah, the the main the main contributors to that i think is more like pop and country just because like they're yeah like just think about it like how many how many like rock stations are there like how many how many hip hop R and B stations are there? There most of the, most of the radio stations, like even locally, is mostly like just like the hits, and most of the hits are just country and pop. Yeah. So, so like that's like the best best route if you're like aspiring to try to go into those genres and then branch out from there. So I think that's that's a culprit of it too, because like even though hip hop has gained a lot of traction within like pop culture stuff like that is still not as popular mm-hmm. as again like pop music like look at look at the difference between a well-acclaimed artist like kendrick lamar and look at uh, kendrick lamar j cole or like even eminem compare that mm-hmm. to beyonce and taylor swift like you can yeah see you can see the imbalance of the difference on that yeah and and like I don't know, that's again, that's one of those things where like I should probably listen to more T Swift, honestly. I love Taylor Swift, like no cap. <laughs> yeah. I, I well, like that's the thing is like that's you know she's she's one of those artists where like people people that like T Swift don't like T Swift. They love Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like when 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 she hits, she hits just right. Yeah. Um and uh and that's one of those things like you know i i haven't really like i don't know i guess i guess like spent the time to try and listen to t-swift since like high school and i think that was a different artist than it is now or than she is now because taylor swift started off as like country like she definitely had like her country roots but then Mm -hmm. like she and that those those country were good it wasn't until until like she started like really embracing the pop side that mm-hmm. that I really like I was like damn like she's really talented like she she like 
and <laughs> I kind of grew up with my mom really liking pop pop music stuff like that so but she didn't really like Taylor Swift I was like why like she has a beautiful voice like no cap kind of had a crush on her in high school but like that's besides the point Word. but um <laughs> but like anyways but like I think what really solidified me in liking her music was when she dropped 1989 that yeah. album 1989 like there was a like top to bottom was just a for me was a flawless album and it was just one that was just like man like this is really really good like really different really good and like it, it didn't it still holds up now but like it didn't sound like like everything else that was out there at the time so that it was like kind of mm-hmm. different at for that moment and then I think that's when she got like uh, like really snowballed into like what she is now from from that album. I think. So if there's yeah. if there's an album that that I would recommend by her is definitely um, 1989. Gotcha. So okay, so, uh, <laughs> this might be a a dumb question. That's an obvious answer. Is it is it named that because she was born in 1989? I believe so. Let's ask our trusty friend Google. Oh, Google. <laughs> it says, it's like, is not, why is 1989 the best album by Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that, Google? Why? Yeah, so it's, um, Taylor Swift named 1989 after her birth year and said it uh, signified a symbolic rebirth of her image and artistry. Ah, okay. So I think I think that's like I didn't even know that, <laughs> but like mm-hmm. I kind of knew that it sounded different from her other stuff, and it kind of like again for me it's just like when you have that growth as an artist especially like in her case like her her other stuff was really good but then you get like love story like love story and like like things like that were were populating cycling through like the radio station and stuff like that and i was like okay she sounds good but again it was just like that catchy pop stuff like catchy country stuff mm-hmm. and then when 1989 came around it was like oh you're actually more than that you actually you actually have talent and you actually want to tell a story so I yeah. I think that's dope. <laughs> I like just seeing the progression of these artists just like really like is really cool to me. Like cuz like whenever for me when you like you know that like, you have different chapters in your life and like just basically on like either like the music you listen to or the music you associate yourself or you associate yourself with kind of mm-hmm. like reflects on that time period of your life. And I feel like that's like the same thing that goes with artists in their in their music. And if they're actually caring and actually want to do things, it's just like, oh, cool. Like you could kind of see the progression and like see what, what they were kind of going through and what their mind state was within, within that select time period. Yeah. I don't know. That's just music geek (laughs) (laughs) reading too deep into stuff that probably isn't even that deep at all. It's like the, like one of those English teachers that's just like, oh, what did the art, the author mean? when he said this it's like obviously the author meant what he wrote <laughs> there's no underlying meaning dog <laughs> that's uh that's one of the things that i always find interesting um because like i'm all for 
like reading into like like deeper tones that an author is trying to get to. Um, what I what I don't like is is when like teachers decide or like when when anybody decides that an author is trying to say something uh, subtextually, right? And like they know for a fact what that is, right? Because um, that's that's one of my favorite things about art in general is right. like once it's in your hands, like once you're reading, listening, like once you're consuming that, it's it's yeah, it's now up to you. To decide what that means, and then like when you get graded um, on that shit, and then like you you like tell them what you thought, like what you interpreted it as, and then they just like mark it wrong, but, like mm, yeah, how like, are you telling no. me that it's wrong when it's my opinion when you're asking me what I interpreted it as? I'm not asking like I yeah, no, I can't go in your mind and say like oh yeah, you interpreted it as this, so I'm gonna get the correct answer. No bullshit, <laughs> I passed this. <laughs> Give me my A. <laughs> yeah, but who's to say that like? Any like I, I guess that's the thing is like who's to say that any interpretation isn't valid as long as you mean it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, if if I read East of Eden and I took something very particular away, then like yeah, yeah, that's may uh, yeah I, I don't know I guess that's the thing is like you know a you can't dictate what the author meant exactly but if you're asking me to interpret something uh-huh then my honest answer is the correct one exactly yep because i like, period we, full stop because like me <laughs> honestly facts because <laughs> i like, mean you could read the same book but then i could take something completely different away from it and then vice versa like something will speak to me more and then will speak to you less and vice versa like it'll speak to you more and speak to me less so like interpretation is just a, a hell of a thing. It shouldn't get marked wrong or right to interpret something how you interpret it. Oh, exactly. Well, and that's that's the best. And I don't know. I guess that's why it makes me real upset when when I think about that. I, dude, I haven't been in in school for so long. I don't know why I'm still upset about this. But um, but like that's the thing that makes me upset about that is like that is exactly what makes a a, a work of art good is is that you can give it to two different people and get two different reactions like the the creator of that art felt something when they made it mm -hmm. and then when i interacted with that art i felt something that was probably different because i'm different from the author and then when i give that to you you're going to feel something different because you're different Yep. That's what makes it good art. Exactly. If if yeah, if every piece made everybody feel the same, I don't know. That'd get boring. Kind of kind of stale. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what's not stale? Your recommendation for the week. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Oh, hitting me okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna completely you you fucking got me um i'm gonna completely contradict everything that i said last week because i was like i think about this the whole day going into it i 
I haven't thought about my recommendations going into this. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so all things considered, my media recommendation for today um, is is going to be, I know I recommended uh, the Cyberpunk game. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and follow that up with uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, the, the anime on Netflix. Um, I am going to wholeheartedly endorse it. It's a fantastic anime. I think it's one of uh, one of the best anime that's come out in in recent years. Um, I, I have a fondness for uh, self-contained stories. Um, not that I don't think that like long form series can be awesome. I love a, a shitload of them, but I really, really appreciate when you can tell, a fully encapsulated story in like a single season. And I think Edge Runners does an amazing job of doing that. And uh and it just it slaps. It it will make you laugh, it will make you cry. You will finish that series and you will feel a little different. And uh and on top of that, it's it's an amazing tie into the game. Whether or not you're going to play it, um, it it really does a good job of telling a story in that universe, and and just kind of giving you that good idea of what life is like in Night City in this era. Um, so so yeah, that's Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It's on Netflix. Um, check it out, pirate it if you have to, you know, whatever. Um, uh, but yeah, check it out. That's going to be my media recommendation. And, uh, honestly, the more I've been sipping on this, the, the more I've been enjoying it. So I'm just going to recommend, uh, Paso Robles Vineyards, uh, Oblivion Cabernet Sauvignon. It is really nice. It's a dry red that's still kind of jammy. And, uh, it's it's really easy to sip on. So yeah. Nice. And um also um that's Cyber Cyberpunk Edge Runners. That's actually one that me and my wife do need to watch. I think we watched like the first episode and we got oh, really invested it. into it, but we just haven't finished it. And for any any further any any listeners out there that need any extra um motivation to watch it it actually won the 2023 winner uh it was the 2023 winner of anime of the year on at the crunchyroll anime awards and yep. it was also nominated for best character design nominated for best animation nominated for best new series nominated for best opening sequence best score best director best main character best supporting character best action and best drama and also was nominated, or it was the winner of the best vocal performance in English. Oh yeah, um, that <laughs> I, I I don't want to like circle back around and keep hammering this point. Um, <laughs> this is with like the exception of like old anime that I grew up watching on, uh, like U.S. channels. Mm-hmm. And like Ghibli movies that I didn't see the Japanese release of until I was like until I was a man. Um, 
this is one of those few anime that I like actually prefer the English dub. I think it's awesome. They did such a killer job and um I love all of the characters so much. Um and I will I will go on record saying that uh Rebecca is my favorite character. I think that she's so well done. She was. Both in uh Hell yeah, she's a grown ass woman. She's a waifu. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, character design across the board is fantastic, and each character's story is so so well done. So yeah, nice. Yeah, well, that, I, that'll be my recommendation for the day. Well, you know what? That's really good for being on the spot. And you know, I did not make. That <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't rehearse that at all. <laughs> And so, honestly, my recommendation, I did not think about this. Like, I was just sipping on this for this episode. But if anyone is in Albuquerque and wants to go to Tractor Brewing, I would highly recommend the Blood Orange Cider. It is, again, it has that 6.9 alcohol content, and it's more on the tart side. And instead of dry, it's kind of like in the middle of, like, the dry and the sweet side as well. So I would highly recommend it has really good flavor i don't know if it's still out but yeah go ahead and hit up tractor brewing for get your cider fix and then my media recommendation is actually going to be something that we talked about here um on this episode my media recommendation is going to be the country artist cody jinx he has one song in particular that i just love called loud and heavy but he's more he's more of that like soulful country and like more more like blue collar country i would say like he he has an amazing voice and he like he's more underground like he's like not well known so he's he hasn't like fallen into the cookie cutter scheme but Mm-hmm. he's one that i would really recommend again loud and heavy would be the song i don't have a particular album but just check out his discography You're, you won't be disappointed hell yeah solid recommendation so with that said that wraps up another episode of the happy hour hell yeah thank you so much for joining us everybody if uh, if you're still if you if you stuck around for for the whole thing Coated with the sauce. Thank you. Coated with the sauce. Any sauce that you like, any sauce that we can provide, we gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) We will see you guys again in the next version of the happy hour. And as Ben touched on it, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. I know these episodes get kind of lengthy. I want to apologize, but honestly, I have so much fun that I kind of don't want to apologize for that so <laughs> thank you guys so much for supporting us and listening to us um if you guys are regular listeners or anything like that we really do appreciate you and we appreciate your support just keep on joining us in the happy hour grab yourself a drink and come vibe with us Woo-woo. see you guys next week or the week after or the week after that deuces <laughs> we'll get around to it bye <laughs>